Oh yeah. Hey, what? Hey, what's man. Up? What's going on? It's Pedal Pushers, episode. I don't know because we've done this. I think it's episode uh, twenty-five. I think now it is. Yeah. Uh, we're episode fourteen. We're we're working some stuff out. We did another episode. We did a really good one. The mics were a little crusty. Crusty <laughs> Larue on the mic <laughs> because uh, all this new technology. Wow. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It's it does. a lot of stuff. You got a lot of you got a lot of knobs, a lot of the switches. Apps. There's a lot of things lighting up over here. I don't, I don't, I don't, lines I don't know anything's going on over here. Not my department, but a lot of things can go wrong. Yes. A whole lot of things can go wrong. And the video looked good, mm-hmm. and it sounded a little crusty. Yeah, it sounded... The mics hot. were just hot. They were looked hot. Like I, I had the, it sounded like I had the mic in my mouth the whole time. <laughs> was <laughs> that not is, normally where you keep it? I, uh, it's, you know, mm. it gets pretty close. I am starving. Mm. So, well, yeah. how are you doing? I'm doing terrific. I, uh, it was a little of an emotional morning for me because I, I sent my... My Alex, my five-month-old, five months today, to daycare this morning. Man. And me and the wife were doing really well. And then June, who's almost three, started crying. Like, like for re- real, real cry. Real cry. Like not like, uh, you know, like loud kind of showy tears. Like mm-hmm. silent trying to like hold back tears. Yeah. And yeah, because mom normally, I normally drop them off. And mom was there and baby's there. And it's a, it's a momentous occasion. And I'm like, she's going to remember this. Yeah, yeah. This is a moment I remember when my sister was born. I was the same age as her. Mm-hmm. I'm like, she's going to remember this. This yeah. is like we created a core memory this morning. So I'm trying not to sob uncontrollably right now <laughs> on the show, which, you know, uh, you know, some people pay good money for that. Yeah. To watch but grown men sob uncontrollably. That about has their children. to be a thing. I mean, I, yeah. I was just joking. But <laughs> when you break that down, you're like, yeah, there's got to be some channel. If you somewhere. can think of it, it exists somewhere on the Internet. And it's somebody's favorite thing. it's someone's favorite thing they like to watch but that. you know if you want to support my children buy more pedals <laughs> <laughs> pedal pushers yeah we gotta now sell some pushing. pedals now we gotta push pedals what about you zach how are you doing i'm i'm fine we got uh, we're not gonna say the name whoa did i okay did you just really really want to redo this just because you didn't want to edit out the fact that i no. said the name no i i marked it okay but uh we got the chorus over the finish line Ooh. parts are rolling in Ooh. the only bad thing is one of the chips uh-huh. that goes on the circuit board oh. uh, wasn't in stock from our PCB manufacturers, so, so you... I had the brilliant idea. Well, let's we'll get them, and then I'll do it. And that was a mistake. That Not... mean, that that you told me whenever you think of something brilliant like that again <laughs> to tell you no. Yeah, you gotta like hit me in the head. But uh, yeah, it's, it's for those that that don't know. Break it down for everybody. Uh, it's a surface mount part, mm-hmm. so it's a tiny little chip. It's about the size of maybe half the the length of a Tic Tac. I think that's yeah, a good It's the size of most frame. of the crumbs that are in my beard at any time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, it's about the size of your average dipping a dipping dot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the ice cream of the future. A dipping dot. <laughs> Mother, can I get some dipping dots at the zoo, please? Um, but anyway, uh, and they have these teeny tiny little legs, and so I'm trying yeah. to solder them. And I've done it many times, and yeah. it's it's I'm comfortable doing it. Yeah. But when you have to do it hundreds and hundreds of times, yeah, you go, why in God's name did I say I'd do this? I, but, I will try to remind you of that next time you have an idea like this. I, I'm always like that, but like, it's hard. If you're faster, if you're excited about it, it's hard for me to say like, "Are you sure about that? Are you sure? Are about you sure that? about that?" But I will, I will do my best next time to talk you out of 
All of your dumb well, decisions. <laughs> so all the so all the people that are getting this first round of choruses know that extra special. My hands. If you open it up and you see something Ooh. that's got like a little uh, slime and stuff around it, that's just the flux that I put on there to solder these chips on yeah. by hand. And, and to all the naysayers that say you can't do surface mount work uh, very easily, that just means you just haven't tried yet. You just have to have the right tools there and talent. Go. There you go, man. You have the tool and you have the talent. The tool. <laughs> I, you heard it here first, folks. <laughs> well, hey, hey, uh, I, all right. Anyway, so what kind of episode do we got today? Well, we're going to do a Q and A. Uh, mm-hmm. We asked for questions last week. We did the show, so we have to remember. I'm actually going to answer. I'm going to pull a George Costanza and answer everything the exact opposite of the way I did last episode. Sure, and see how that goes. Okay, so well, let me get started here. Let me ask off. you a question. I like this one a lot. I think it's pretty good. All right. You can magically put a Mythos pedal into the rig of anyone. Who and which pedal? Okay. See, I feel I feel weird answering the Ta-tow. question the same way as I did before. Well, but is, okay. I think this holds true. Did it change? You could change in a week. Yeah, you can, like, I guess the, it could. the music industry moves fast, dog. No, Do you I have I, a different answer? No, I don't. It's John Mayer. It's of John course, Mayer. Of course. Yeah. And that's just for the cash money. The cash that, that would would put in yes put i mean we pockets. are we are running a business here mm-hmm. and johnny boy is going to move the most pedals out of anybody in our industry right now i think we can all agree on that right I can we all agree do we have comments underneath you think someone else could push pedals better than johnny Mayer right yeah, now? yeah I, I don't know of anyone else in the in the world who if a pedal mm. showed up on their board would be as influential as him yeah i mean yeah put a comment if there's someone you can i think would love of. to hear it i'd love to hear it and have their contact information <laughs> That would be great. Put their phone number, email. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, but, yes. but yeah, I mean, who who else in the... That is a really good question. We could do a whole show on this. Yeah. I mean, who else is is known for, is a big artist that is known for people being excited about the gear that they use and is embraced pedals the way that John has? I mean, maybe, well, I want to say John Frusciante, but he's not... Wait, is he back in Red Hot Chili Peppers? Oh yeah, yeah, he got back. Okay. Yeah, he's just they're on. They've on a, done a big tour the last like year. He, people tend to flip John for Frusciante. his pedal okay. board. Uh, who else? Uh, uh, I mean, people love Jay Mascus. Jay Mascus. He's a big. He's got to be a, a big pedal pusher. He would be. Um, I know Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Josh Age. Homme. Whenever he's got stuff going on, people are are always trying to figure out what he's doing. But not on. I mean, John Mayer's yeah. just on a different level. Yeah, it's there's Jason Isbell when he's got stuff going on. That's yeah. a big deal. He's all, he he don't want nothing new now. He's got he, all that old he, expensive he, shit. He got some cash, bro. <laughs> I got some money. He got some cash. I don't know what happened, but after he got that burst, I'll be. <laughs> he got some cash. I mean, they're, doing, they're doing good. They tour like Mad no, Men. They no, tour like Mad Men. They're 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 doing great. I'm happy um, for him. He is he is an, uh, a genuine artist and a hardworking guy. So, but that is a great. I love like I want all the comments to be. Somebody help us out here. What is going on on there? Nothing. I'm going to mute my phone. You're fine. Don't you worry about it. Focus. Do not disturb. Oh. But yes, we solicit the comments. Who could push pedals better than Johnny Boy? But no, I, that, nobody. Okay. So that's a great answer for the wallet. And also, <laughs> John says, I would be fun to work with John. What is, pedal would you give him? We didn't answer that part. Oh, we'd pedal? totally give him a Mjolnir. Mjolnir, yeah. We'd have to have Like, Like, if we're going full fantasy, I want the Klon off the board. That's right. Because he's like, no I, don't, I don't need this thing anymore because I've got the Mjolnir. Look at this. <laughs> I mean, that that is ultimately what we would want, right? I, I mean, you know, that is like, that's super. I, I hit my head and I'm, I'm, I'm in fantasy land That's over right. Here. You, 
you were hanging a clock, uh, standing on your toilet, and you fell, yeah. and then you thought of the flux capacitor. And Ronald Reagan, the actor, <laughs> the actor. All right, all right, we can do that whole thing all day. Okay, um, but yeah, yeah, same answer here. But let's pick one that is uh, uh, more uh, as an artist. Mm-hmm. Like who? Would you, I mean, John could, is an acceptable answer, obviously. Yeah, in that space as well. But like, who would you pick as far as like just Zach, the 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 fan? Well, and that you would you would want to help their tone out. <laughs> <laughs> Not that they're back. Look, up you back. need like, this. Like, you need this, but yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, well, last week I had last week. Uh, the last time we tried this, I gave one answer. I'm going to give a different one. I think David Gilmore. Oh, you want to hook David up? Because you know, I don't. Know, I mean, people still obviously are so infatuated with David. David's. David. Da- see, there it is. David's. He's, he's, he's on the sauce. He's yeah. on the sauce. He's taking a little. He's taking a little nips every time he takes a whiz. He's got. He's got a fifth so of something in the in the, the toilet the, tank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> keeps it cool. Uh, but like, people are always going to be obsessed with David's tone. But yeah. I think that his it, it definitely won a big influence on me mm-hmm. so far as my own pedal journey and yeah. sonic uh, creations and stuff. What about you? Um, I, it would be Josh Homme. Oh, I'd yeah. probably give him like an Argo. So yeah. I'm like, he uses a lot of like, you know, octave up stuff. He's or got, FS. he's got an ultimate octave. Like, you know, he's got a lot of stuff like that. So I would definitely want to build him something like that, you know, to get it on the board because that's a huge part of their sound, whether yeah. it's full solos that are octave up or just a little bit of modulation, just to, just to give the, the riffs just a little bit of a, an off kind of weird feel, which yeah. I think is cool. So I'd love to get him something like that. Yeah. That'd be, cool. that'd be That'd be sweet. <laughs> it would be sweet. Yeah, I mean, it would it would be great. So, cool. All right. Great question. What's next? Love that one. Okay. Here's another good one. Have you ever fallen out of love with one of your products because of how hard the development process was? Yeah. Now, we just got to the end of the line with the chorus. Yes. So, we could talk a little bit about that. But yeah, is, there any, <laughs> is there any part of the process where you're just like... I'm 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 just sick of this shit and I'm tired of it. Like, how does that work for you? Yeah. While you're working on a, a pedal, I mean, I think that there have been many times where I've I've struggled working on the circuit, and it just frustrates frustrates me to no end when things aren't right. Mm-hmm. And by the time it finally gets right, there's usually just some compromise to where, yeah. and, and and most people would never know. Like, oh, Zach is still really frustrated at this thing. Yes. But usually that will make me fall out of love with something if if it's that hard. Um, the perfect example is the original Oracle. Okay. That was that you heard is digital and it just had this little it had this sound that was like it followed along with the the um delay time mm-hmm. and it would go like Oh no. And it, depending on how fast the delay time was set, it would, it would follow that. And I, you could barely hear it. Yeah. Barely. But I would test it with my Deluxe Reverb mm-hmm. and a Voodoo Lab pedal power and normal stuff, and you could hear it. And I thought, if it works, if, it, if it's audible in this, mm-hmm. somebody who's plugging it into God knows what yeah, yeah, yeah. is going to hear it going, <laughs> And it's going to make them crazy. And then I'm going to feel like a jerk. And I just, I couldn't do it. And so it, it made me eventually give up on it. But, but a pedal that I actually fell out of love with during the process and not because I thought it was bad or, or anything, but it was mm. kind of the lark because oh, it was okay. so, so hard, hard. Mm. I don't know why, 
But slamming that tremolo circuit and the drive circuit mm-hmm. together uh, just was a nightmare. And I went through so many revisions to mm-hmm. get it what I thought was right. Rhett was happy way before I was. Yeah. But it just, it would sound great. And then when you let go of the guitar, it would just, and I can't That's, have, you can't have that. You, 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 oh, I Matthew know. Matthew knows my, I know. my fear of noise. Chasing the dragon is what I call it. Yeah. Where you're just trying your, your best to like just perfect it. And then, you know, just no matter how close it is, it's like, can I get it a little closer? Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and these are things mm-hmm. that if a product's good and I'm really happy with the sound, yeah. I will continue to tweak. Because if 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 something is hissing, like the chupacabra is a perfect example. Yeah, it hisses. Yeah, man. And I've gone through many revisions, just trying to dial out some of that hiss mm-hmm. over the years without making. It's not a new version. Yeah, it's not a new this or that or whatever. It's just You're just trying to refine it. You know. Yeah, because it needs to be what I what it needs to live up to my expectations. Yeah. But I think the lark was just a it was just a gigantic pain. Uh, to make yeah. uh, and and by the time it was all done I was happy with the look I thought it looked yeah. great it was, and it did sound yeah. cool yeah. but damn I was just so burnt out on it yeah so. well I, I think that makes a lot of sense you know the, that but, a, yeah because because that because obviously when you're for all of us you know and I see a little bit of the process but a lot of times I you know I'm not hearing anything until you're ready to show it to me but right. like for everybody it's like uh, you know it's a first impression thing and it's like it's fresh, but for you, like no matter how good it is, by the end, you're just like, I want to move on to the next thing. I'm tired yeah. of this. I'm tired of looking at this thing. And it's funny because some things you stay excited throughout the whole process. I think the mm-hmm. Hephaestus was one of those that no matter what was happening at what it? yeah what point of yeah. the, even even when I messed up and ordered the wrong PCBs, yeah, um, when they were too wide, and that's why we made the Retchall edition. Mm-hmm. Um, the the whole time, as soon as I plugged one in, I was like, yeah. this is so much fun. Yeah. I'm willing to suffer because I love the way this thing sounds. Hey, there you go. There's pushing some pedals for you. Yeah. Wait, did that ever happen at Novo for you? Or, I mean, the, are you not willing to say, is that, are you not uh, can't diverge that? No, I think that like the interesting part about. Divulge, not diverge. Divulge, divergent. Um, the interesting thing about a guitar, the process for the guitar is that like getting a prototype may take so long. Yeah, and that you know when we finally would would be working on something, and I'd see the design, and Dennis would draw something up, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah. you get all grunty, and it's, it's mm-hmm. exciting. And then I think for me, it was probably like you know pretty exciting the entire time because yeah. you know getting to see like something that you've only seen in two D, and you're like, oh, this is like a really cool idea, and then we can kind of go like, well, what about this, and what about that. Like, can we can we tweak this? What about this? And then you finally kind of see it done. And in the flesh, I think it's pretty exciting. I'd probably say out of all of the guitars and, you know, it didn't even come out until after I was gone was the Idris. Yeah, because that one was a really interesting case where there was uh, like very early on. I mean, I think it was probably November, December, January of like 2020, 2021 where that had come together as far as the concept of it. Right. And then obviously it didn't come out for almost a year and a half afterwards. And there was like a couple prototypes and a lot of trying to figure out exactly what it is. And I think maybe by by the end it was like, I'm just glad that it's finally out. Sure. You know what I mean? And it would turned out awesome. I mean, you know, I, I uh, 
just I, I absolutely adore that guitar and i you know we use the man-made trim on that thing and mm-hmm. that might got me to buy a, a prs with that trim because <laughs> i liked it so much um so I'm really happy with that, and I think that you know people that are looking at, at Strat style guitar should definitely check one out because I think it's uh, it sounds terrific, and the bridge is 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 really cool on that style guitar because I never really bonded with, like the vintage tremolos. Yeah, but it took a while. Like that was definitely you know it was such a long process that it's like you definitely have those moments where you're just like you know, and then it came out, and then you know uh, like RJ got one, and mm-hmm. uh, Corey Cagilio got one. And we're really excited about it. And I know Fred's getting one, our buddy Fred. Mm-hmm. And now it's like starting to get a little bit of that. Like, oh, yeah. Like, I'm starting to like it again sure. <laughs> for that reason. So I uh, I think a lot of people o- tend to overlook the value in changing the trim on a Strat. Yeah. Because, I mean, it did, admittedly, this that is a huge mm-hmm. part of the sound. Uh, the block and the saddles yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything, you know, like on that one over there. Um it's part of why it sounds the way it does, but mm-hmm. I, I mean, from a like use standpoint, mm-hmm. kind of sucks. <laughs> you the know? strat trim, yeah. In what uh, way? Just, just, just like using it. You know, it's not as fluid. It, it's cumbersome. Like it, it doesn't feel. How that, does it survive this long, then? Tradition. You think so? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, it's the same reason why I look at a Les Paul that doesn't have an ABR Mm. or, yeah, that has a Nashville and not an ABR and go, oh, that looks so wrong. But while I do think there's sonic differences, the the Nashville style trim makes more sense because you have more traversal for intonation. Yes. But I hate the way it looks. And I think that's it's the same thing with people like that. But yeah. I, the, the man-made trim, it's or what, the PRS trim, which is not same. man-made anymore. But it was that was how it started. In, initial ones, yeah. Is just such a... I don't know... I don't know why it's so much better, but and that is. was like I, it was a real condition I think for us making that guitar. I say us, I'll say us forever. Yeah. I was with Novo too long um, to make it stand out and make it different. Is to have something like that that felt really good and felt really modern, and you know, it was kind of it was kind of the linchpin of the entire thing. And I think out of all the revisions and all the different things that we did, that was what stayed the entire time. Yeah. And so I think it turned out it turned out great. But I definitely there was points in there where i was like not excited about looking at that guitar i had like the prototypes hanging in my office i'm just like yeah they were they were different they're very different they're very different um if those ever come to light it'd be kind of neat they probably will at some point yeah 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 Yeah. go buy an interest all right what else we got here Ooh, how about a question for me can i ask myself a question or you want to ask me a question you point to it which one is it let's do (laughs) that one one. Yeah, yeah matthew who is dad Sounds like a big influence on your life. I talk about my dad a lot. You do. It's I like do. You like him or something. I see these, That's a weird uh, thought. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to Pops. No, so my dad, my dad. Is, <laughs> is, is, yeah, shout out to, to Papa Broyles. Um, uh, my dad is Greg Timmons. Uh, a lot of people watching this uh, might know who he is. He's a longtime industry vet, was artist relations director over at Ernie Ball Music Man for a long time back in the Van Halen era. Um which is really cool that he was there. And so obviously a huge influence on my life because he's an amazing guitar player, been gigging uh, since 1974, uh, twice wow. a week, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, worked for a lot of great companies, worked for Ernie Ball, like I said, worked for uh, Mesa Boogie, worked for Warmoth, Lawler Pickups. Um, uh, last job was over at Zomitis Guitars. Um, mm-hmm. Wealth of knowledge uh, for uh, the industry itself and just guitar playing live. So he, I think he kind of just knows everything. Like he's done it all because yeah, yeah. he's been gigging for 
50 years almost. Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> and and then he's worked in the industry this whole time. So, you know, obviously everything I know about all this stuff is, comes through from Pops. And he's just a super great guy. Like he's, we're almost exactly the same person. <laughs> You're very we're, similar. We're very, very similar. Yeah. And so he always brings his chicken wings. <laughs> he is. He eats like shit, which is great. So it's cookies <laughs> and chips and 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 chicken wings is awesome. I love it. It's an excuse to chicken just, wings aren't that bad. No, I mean, it's like fine. in the grand scheme. And of things. he was out. You know, he was he finally moved to Nashville because grandkids. You know, you have yeah. two uh, uh, kiddos, and so he's out here now. So we're you know hanging out all the time and he's coming by the shop and it's like it's free gm right he'll give <laughs> right. you all the advice that you need um i love my dad uh because all of his advice is that you everyone gigs like twice a week oh, right. right which i think is is great it's very optimistic so mm -hmm. every gear choice you make is like well when you're playing live and it's like well i don't have any well you will you will have gigs and <laughs> i think that's great i love the optimism i wish that i had that many gigs but everything uh -huh. is geared towards like that you're going to be jamming yeah. Gonna be playing live, which I like. That's that's the old school way of thinking, and that's how he thinks. And I think it's fun to like get all the gear recommendations based on like that premise, right? Which yeah. is my dad. I buy gear, yeah, <laughs> that that would would be perfect for that. And yet, we're gonna get you it. back out there. Yeah, we've talked about it. Should I we talk about that? Like we, we should. Maybe maybe next episode. I, I think know, that you should just float the pitch that we've got for you, well, yeah, and then so get you out there. The idea was in at the Underdog, our in, our fabulous East Nashville guitar uh, venue. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The bathrooms are like up some steps. Yeah. And it kind of, I don't know why, but it makes me nervous. It feels like one of those things like you're going to go up there and then yeah. you're going to get done doing whatever you have to do, and then you're going to walk out and you're going to forget, and then you're just going to fade. Just, <laughs> right on the well, floor. and you might have a few. You're at a bar, right? Maybe. Maybe. Have a I wonder how pops. often that happens. I don't know. Anyway. I think there's if it's a good show, it gets crowded in there, and then you, right when you open the door, you've got like you're just crowd surfing. <laughs> your 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 unit is right in your uh, people's heads. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> just eye level with it. Just, just bam, like right there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so stupid. I want I want to have a uh, like a mythos night. Uh, and just play a bunch of like ZZ Top covers. Yeah, what did we na name the band? What was it going to be called? Uh, either TT Zop. TT <laughs> <laughs> Zop is great. Also, like my favorite Star Wars character. Yeah, TT Zop. Uh, he was part of Max Rebo's band. I don't oh, know if anyone gosh. knows that. Yeah, um, drug scandal took them down. <laughs> Right, it's real yeah. sad. After the spice uh, hit them, they were never the same. All that too much blue milk. <laughs> but. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I mean, if we did that, I gotta, I gotta put some th something together. Yeah, get five well, songs. We get pops out there. Yeah, we'd have to have a rotating. It would be fun, a Mythos night crowd. But uh, I definitely want to do stuff like that. I think there's, I mean, the the Novo uh, guitar hang it was really fun. It was fun. It, it was, yeah. it was uh, too damn hot. But yes. Uh, apart from that, I think it proved that Nashville needs more of that. Yeah, some sort of yeah. Uh, well, I think the underdog for all the people out there that don't live in town, I think they see a lot of like RJ stuff and Corey uh, Congilio does live streams. Obviously, mm -hmm. um, you know Guthrie uh, Trap, Guthrie Trap, and all those guys. So people are kind of knowing about that place. And yeah. I think you know, for me, doing more stuff live to show off like how the stuff sounds, you know, in a live rig is just always a good idea. Yeah. You know, because that's, you know, they sound, you know, great for recording, great for at home. But like, you know, you want to hear how it sounds that out in the world. Yeah. Once yeah. you hear it loud, really smacking you in the face. Yeah. Uh, that it's a different experience. But yeah. it's something we've talked about. So, yeah, leave us a comment. That sounds this is going to be one of those 
like leave us a comment. Everything you leave a comment. I don't know if you've ever how far down the YouTube comment rabbit hole, but there's probably nobody should go that far well, down. Yeah. It gets a little it gets a little crusty. When you have a channel, you see all these things. But uh-huh. it's funny. Um, the one thing that always cracks me up in, in YouTube is the people that comment as they're watching something, and mm-hmm. so they'll just be like every. The, you'll you'll have a person that'll leave ten comments. Yes, because every time they there's something to comment on, they will comment. <laughs> they leave it, it doesn't condense into one. It's no. just as long. No, so but anyway, it's very funny. I love it. Please uh, going through. All right, let's go to a question for both of us. I know which one you're going to. What ask. is your go to Taco <laughs> Bell order, Zach? Yes, uh, typically, I I think we get well we. We we have one shared love of an item. I get the tr- cheesy gordita crunch combo. The greatest fast food item of all time. When it's when it's right, it's just it's it hits so hard. It's, it's heaven in a bite <laughs> because it has the uh, the the puffy gordita, so the good. cheese and the crunchy and the crunch. Oh, man, it's so good. It's real what cheese too. <laughs> Are we gonna do? Ta- I don't. I didn't bring my lunch today. <laughs> but but I get that, and then the crunchy tacos. I ditch the lettuce because. Uh, lettuce gives you explosive <laughs> diarrhea, right? It's not yeah, the Taco it's Bell. It's the lettuce from Taco Bell. I swear. I swear. Every I know, time I know. lettuce hits me, there's just something about my, my system that's like, mm. there's like an alarm that goes off in my head. It's like, something green, something green. And then I, I just purge. But but that and then some sort of Baja Blast. And yeah. I won't well, feel great for the rest of the day, but I will have I will have eaten. Um, so. I always feel terrific, but I eat really, really poorly. So tell us. Cheesy gordita crunch for me, and then some sort of burrito. With layers. I like it. Though I used to get the seven-layer burrito, and they don't do it no more. So seven whole layers. Yeah, it's a lot of layers, you know? Guacamole. Um, but I get the, there's like a chipotle grilled burrito they have now. It's got mm-hmm. them crispy chips in it, and... That was really good. It was on like the two dollar menu for a long time, so I'd just get those two things. And if I'm feeling bucky, I'd get a, a cheese quesadilla as well. And yeah. I, with the intent that I'm sharing some with my wife, she usually will have a couple. Oh, I would buy. I would get time. all that and just eat it myself. I did. I did last oh. time we went to Taco Bell. That's what I exactly what I ordered. And I ate all of it myself. But here, are there any Taco Bell tri- tricks that we can share with people? I think. Oh, the gr- the greatest tip that you can do. Uh, when you're ordering at Taco Bell, do it on the, the on screen. Yeah, don't talk to a real person. Humans are human. Yeah, no, touch no, touch touch plate. screen only. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> Humans are a plague. Do you need any sugar? <laughs> anyway, um, uh, and and anything that's got a soft taco or or burrito yeah. like wrap, you can get it grilled, uh-huh. and it's free. And it just makes it better. Grilled, and it's hotter. Grilled is really good. Yeah. yeah, it's fresh. It feels fresh. Yeah, it feels. Get it grilled. It's, it's like you go from Taco Bell to almost Chipotle, except wow. it's hot, which Chipotle never is. So it's Chipotle cold, <laughs> cold so, cheese. At it's Chipotle. so cold. Everything's cold. everything's cold at Chipotle. I don't. Understand. I haven't gone to Chipotle in a while. I'm not a huge Chipotle guy. I like it when I can take it home and put it in the oven. The problem with Chipotle is it's like a minimum like 1,500 calories from that place. Have you added up what your Taco Bell meal is? Uh, Yeah, but that's supposed (laughs) to be bad for you. right? I go to Taco Bell when I hate myself, and I want it to be bad, and I want to feel disgusting. Chipotle is supposed to be... (laughs) What? You don't eat fast food to self-flagellate? Flagellate? Yeah. I I don't know that word. (laughs) Really? What is defined flagellate? Like self-flagellate, like you're going to... 
Like, like punish I'm, yourself. Oh, like I'm flogging Am I myself? using that word incorrectly? I don't know. If I am, please tell us in the comments. <laughs> but no, it's like fast food. It's like you know. It's like you've made the decision that you're not going to eat something good for you. Yeah. Like you already know that. I think Chipotle is sort of, you're kind of pretending like it's fresh and it's yeah. not as bad. But it's not. Which is like, it's like tortillas and cheese and it's just, it's the same, right? Yeah. That's what I mean. It's better meat. Yes, but it's still it's, cold. Yes, it's higher quality, but it's still like it's not. You're not making a healthy decision. Anyway, <laughs> thirty minutes in. Hey, it's fine. Ten minutes of it's that was fine. that. It's fine. Uh, All right, what do we, we already did here? that. So we, we did that. that. Um, oh, let's do this one. That was a good one last time we did this, and maybe the the question <laughs> will go. Why do we guitar players seem to push back on innovation? I.e., <laughs> yes, it says Strindberg. I wrote this, all right? Strindberg. It says Strindberg. I, you know what I meant. Strindberg versus... So why, why, do, why do guitar players push back on innovation? Why are we mm. stuck in 1954? Because humans are a plague. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did you not get my sugar joke? Do you know what no, I meant? No, that's from Men in Black. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. wanted to make sure that everybody got that joke, right? Because I, I really liked it, but you didn't really react. I'm sorry. And I felt a little bit like, man, he gets Men in Black. He's going to get that joke. But it's fine. I'm I just really, really insecure. So it's all good. No, I got it. All right. So why do we guitar players seem to push back on innovation? Why are we still playing Gibsons and Fenders? Why are we not playing Parker Flies and Strandbergs? Go. Right. Uh, because our guitar heroes do not play those guitars. That's it. That's the, that's, that's the whole reason. And it's just, it's a perpetual motion machine. Mm -hmm. It just has never ended. Yeah. Right. Uh, they announced this week that, um, the guy from Greta Van Fleet, which is like, you know, talk about a throwback band. They are. Yeah. Um, the, he's, he's getting, a, he's getting a, a, a Siggy okay. Epiphone. There you go. Which, I mean, like, good for him and good for Gibson and, and mm -hmm. Epiphone. Uh, that's great. Um, I actually am liking Greta Van Fleet more since the, the first album, or the first album that came into my, like, yeah. zone of consciousness. Wasn't a huge fan of I didn't think it was bad, but just like, that's not for me. But I feel like yeah. they're kind of pushing themselves away. I feel like they're going more like, they're like forest, like horses fantasy than like like cool blues guys mm -hmm. like it feels like they're kind of pushing themselves more into that like isn't that lord like, of the rings stuff but then that's what led zeppelin yeah they was. were like that but you had both sides of it you yeah. had like cool bluesy like we're gonna yeah. just rework willie dixon songs uh -huh. to you know lord of the rings lyrics like battle of evermore so yeah. we do they did both but i feel like they're kind of choosing their side and not yeah. doing they're not trying to do um you know, like the super like ten minute blues breakdown. Like yeah. they're not doing that side of Zeppelin. They're doing more of the high fantasy. I will Zeppelin. admit that I do think that they have really good riffs. But anyway, mm -hmm. uh, I could be wrong. <clears throat> Say so in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> I I, uh, I think that that it, the reason that these it, Fenders and Gibson will forever yeah. be the penultimate brands of guitars is just yeah. because that's what. Our heroes played. And then that's what we play. And that's yeah. what our heroes play. Because we want to look cool. Well, that I've said that so many times in the show, but that's ultimately that's it. Yeah. Like, do you feel as cool holding a uh, a Gibson Les Paul or you're holding a Parker Fly? No offense to Parker, but it's not close. Well, you will look cooler holding a Gibson, right? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I think Parker Flies are pretty cool, though. I mean, I think they're cool. I do. I do think <laughs> that they're pretty cool. And all it would take was just one person that was wrote amazing music and looked really cool. Mm -hmm. To play that, and then it would be cool. Like, yeah, think about like who are the artists out there that are 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 famous, and they played weirder guitars, and you know everybody was cool with it. Like who is out there? That I mean, that? I think currently there's you know Tosin Abasi. Okay, and he's probably he's uh, uh, probably he's the most extreme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of that, you know, 
definition. But I think you can get away with that in Prague a lot more than you could in, oh, like, yeah. if you're doing classic rock and blues. Yeah. Like, I, that's part of the problem, I think, is that we're t- what we're talking about is, like, when you're in that that category versus, you know, you're Alan Holdsworth or something. You know right. what I mean? Where you yeah. can go and, and it's about Play musicianship. It's about musicianship and it's about you know, the technicals and the tones and people are going to overlook that versus the stage act and the vibes being part of the whole package. Yeah. And that I, is a big difference, I think. And I think that's part of what um, a lot of people have a problem with with um, PRS guitars is because despite their long history, it still it, looks different. It looks different. And despite the fact that arguably they make guitars that play superior and arguably and 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 I would I would be willing to say now sound superior. Everybody got that to to their contemporaries. Um, that they'll never escape that because mm-hmm. there's something about people wanting to put on a Strat and look like Jimi Hendrix or Steve Ray Vaughan or or a Les Paul and they want to be Jimmy. Thus, Cage why or, the Silver Sky looks the way it does. Yeah, absolutely. Because you could still have to go. Oh, he's got a Silver Sky. But like that, you do a second take when you see it. Because mm-hmm. you think at first you think, oh, it's a Strat. And then you go, oh, cool. It's a Silver Sky. Yeah. yeah. And I think that has definitely helped them bridge the gap. To but a I know lot what you're people. saying. There's a different it's just such a different energy to it that people can't get over that. But yeah. One thing I want to focus on is the innovation part of it. Right. Yeah. Which I think is really interesting. And what we're kind of talking about here is if you make a guitar like a Strandberg or a Strindberg, like I wrote, or a Parker <laughs> Sorry, Fly Ola. or any any other kind of guitar that has some sort of a superior functionality. That we're yeah. using a guitar that has inferior technology because we think it's cool, or mm. does it work perfectly fine? And the innovation is is so uh, incremental that it doesn't necessarily matter that much. Or are we blowing it because we should be using that stuff because the tone will be better and the and the playability will be better and the tuning will be better. But we're stuck in the past because we want to look like Buddy Holly. Okay, so you touched on something that I think is really important in this mm-hmm. entire conversation, and that is tuning. Yes, because with the way music production is these days, mm-hmm. singers, everything is in such perfect tune that guitar, which will never, a normal traditional guitar will never be in perfect tune, despite. And we know this. We know this. Because we use, it, you know, rap overs without, that aren't even. Not even you know, intonated. Intonated. <laughs> and we're like, you rock and roll, baby. But one of the things that, that, that Strandberg and other companies who do, uh, multi-scale fan fret and also true temperament frets mm-hmm. have really done is they've they perfected i mean maybe not completely perfective but they've they've drastically improved tuning on a guitar to the point where when yeah. you play those guitars it sounds wrong because you don't hear all those weird dissonant things that happen on a normal guitar when you play a chord mm-hmm. it's just perfect like you're playing a piano and it's that's weird. It is very weird, uh-huh. but I think people who, and maybe maybe they're they're. I mean, obviously, Strandberg is selling a bunch of guitars. Yes, who are buying them? I'm not entirely sure, but I think if you are someone who does a lot of stuff in the studio, mm-hmm. where let's be honest, vibe and appearance doesn't matter. Yeah, you just need to nail it. You need to nail it, and mm-hmm. those guitars. They just nail it. They have they're very they have they're very unique in their own tone. Yeah. But the the innovation part of that guitar is the fact that it is 
Yes. Perfectly in tune. And then uh, the, my counter argument with that would be is like, if that's not necessary with the style of music that you're playing, you're going for vibes and you don't, you're not going to be auto tuning anything and it's just going to be live music cut to tape, then it's, it's fine. And I think there's still a romanticism when it comes to that. But how many people are actually doing that? You know? Yes. How many singers out there are not nudging? Mm. Oh, that was kind of, it was good except for that last. I don't know. Fix the pitch. I don't know. Cause it, but like, just just having recorded stuff at home, yeah. Even with Morgan, it's Morgan's hard not to do that. A great singer, but she'll do a take, and you'll you'll go. Well, why is that? Or, or, sorry, I got distracted. I saw a thing on the screen that I'd never noticed before. Hello, <laughs> um, hello. Um, she'll she'll say, "Oh man, if yeah. this this would be great if we could just fix that." And I'll, I'll just Bloop. plug in the 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 tuning thing and yeah, Logic, yeah, and yeah. go, and it's perfect. So, but I think apart from that, the things that all these companies are doing, and Parker did it, mm-hmm. they're they're fixing weight problems, yeah. um, playability problems, yes, and and these are things that I think when we had that conversation with Joe Bonamassa on Dipped in Tone, mm-hmm. he was he was so adamant against those style of guitars because he said he couldn't play those guitars, yes, and I think, no offense, Joe, but that's bullshit. I think if he sat down and actually tried. Mm-hmm. He could totally play those guitars because he is an amazing guitar player. Mm-hmm. He's not an idiot. No. He knows how to to get around the, the fretboard. Yeah. So it just takes the time and a little bit of patience and, and the willingness yeah. to get your head out of your butt and go, okay, I'm going to try this. And I think this. that like what I'm getting at with this, and I think I always think about this when it comes to innovation, is you know, are you sitting there and you're working on a project and it's not, it's not coming together because you don't have something that you need. Right. And you're sitting here and saying like, I'm trying to do this and these guitars don't work. I'm going to, I need something that's going to, and if there are people that are like that, because that's the style of music that they're playing and what they're trying to record versus somebody who's, you know, no matter what, it's like, well, I'm going to take out the the 54 less Paul because mm-hmm. that sounds the best. And that, that, that is not intonating. Um, no, it is not. And like, that is kind of, what I'm getting at is, is that, you know, there's still just enough of that. Like, and it's, it's tied to that idea of like, we want to play the same guitars as our heroes. It's a question I always ask myself is that, did they get the sounds right? Or are we just so caught up in that? That's the, that's the, the sound of rock and roll and of our youth and everything that we still go back to it. Or is it just better? Right. It's those guitars, it's, like the or, old guitars, and, oh, the old guitars and the old recording techniques and the way it sounded and the warmth of, all of those things versus sort of getting it right, sterile, perfect. Like there's there's always an argument. I think there's definitely styles of music where that makes sense mm-hmm. to get it right. And then I still want to hear stuff that sounds like people, you know, making music warts and all. Right. I think, and I, I think those are and I think there's, I don't think those things have to be, you know, polar opposite. I don't think because I think a lot of people would think, oh, if I have a Strandberg, mm-hmm. like I can't play Led Zeppelin or ZZ Top Tunes. Yeah, because it's not made for that. Yeah, but it's see that's the thing about in, innovation. Yes, is that it's made to yeah push you and your your creativity further because mm-hmm. it is there's not more possibilities. Yeah, because yeah. there's no barrier, there's nothing in the way, and that was the thing that I learned having played you know owned a Strandberg and, and played a few more is that they are they are fundamentally a tool. Mm-hmm. And, and and they have they have a personality they have a character they definitely have a sound yes but they are made for you to play them yes and if you suck 
it's it's just like plugging into a hundred watt or a fifty watt amp with no reverb. If you suck, it's going to be Woof. so painful. Yeah, and those things, I think everyone should try them. Okay, like give them an honest try mm-hmm. because I think for me, once it clicked, I realized, oh, this is this is actually a tool that will make me yeah. a better musician. So so. The argument that I'm making is that for the majority of people, they're going to be playing and they're not going to be thinking about it that way. Yeah. Where they're just going to play their good, their guitars. They're going to hear sounds that they're used to. Yeah. And it's going to be comfortable. And, and they're not going to think, well, I need another innovative instrument in order to get this. Right. What you're saying is that give that to them. They'll find something they didn't know was possible and they might create something new and interesting and wonderful. Yes. I, I think oh, well, I, did, did we just figure it all out. Then? I think so. We I just figured it, that's the pull quote right there. I think we just we because I, I always think about that kind mm-hmm. of thing where it's like, you know, there's that need versus want. There's like innovating because there's a, a space for it because people are unhappy versus yeah. saying, hey, everybody here, try this. And I think that's where guitars. It's so traditional. It gets really interesting when you're like, no, no, try this. Right. And that's how we got like the fuzz pedal right (laughs) there's like i mean like that is an interesting kind of story when it comes to guitars like what music that is beloved happened because of innovation right and and because somebody tried something and it turned out awesome like it's that's that's a really that's a whole nother topic i'm sure maybe rick beato has done a video about uh, something (laughs) like that but that is an interesting sort of way to think about it well it's funny how guitar players think we we have come around to so much innovation yeah uh how many players are using digital amp rigs on their pedal board for, for gigging mm-hmm. or recording mm-hmm. or whatever. They have these pedals that, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll live and die by their, their PAF loaded style guitar, yeah. but then they're plugging into yeah. something with more processing power than an iPhone. It, it, it's, it, there's a weird juxtaposition that goes in the guitar world about innovation because yes. some things are fine. Yeah. Other things, Absolutely not, and 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 that's kind of an odd thing that I think that I, I've I've had this thing. We can end on this with a couple of the guys that work at some local guitar stores, and I'm not trying to name names, but <sighs> you know who you are. I, you know they kind of begrudge my PRS when I got the Strandberg. They're like, you know, what the fuck is that? But I said to one of them, like, hey, look, I'm just going to teach you that all guitars are fun. Yes, and if you can enjoy them for what they are, that's more important than how you think you look when you're standing in front of a mirror or in front of people watching you play because if you make music and you're happier that's the only thing that matters there you go end of discussion i have a question oh okay go 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 matthew have you sold anything yet and how's that amp search going well this this is this is fun because we actually get to update this question and Not answer that anyone would know <laughs> from last week because I bought an amp over the weekend. So did. I did. So I did sell some stuff, and so I had some cash money, and I went down to the Gibson garage. My buddy James works uh, for Gibson, and I tried out the fleet of uh, boogie amps uh-huh. because I decided that that's kind of the direction I wanted to go. You're making some tissues dance. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. That's so and stupid. I played, you know, you've been pushing the Mark 7 on me. Mm-hmm. I had been kind of looking at the Fillmore 50, but there was an underdog contender that actually won. Yep. And that was the California Tweed. Yes. And uh, I'm really excited about it. I've got it on order. It's going to be coming soon. And I, I think that, you know, the lesson I learned about all this is that I think a lot of people 
when they think about me and think about my influences, when I talked about, I mean, we listened to last week's show, you know, I love Metallica, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily play like that a lot. It's a lot of like raggedy shit that I listen to. <laughs> Spoon, right. got some raggedy shit. Jack White, Josh Homme. Um, I, I wouldn't say that uh, Billy Gibbons is raggedy, but it's not necessarily. He's, he's not pretty, not raggedy. He's not. <laughs> and I, I realized when I played some of these amps, they were so tight. And mm-hmm. so crystal clear and so pristine, it didn't sound like me at all. Like, I was yeah. like, this was like not. And I played the tweed, and I was like, instantly, I was like, this sounds like me. More, this, it's got some sag on it. It got some sag, and I was like, these the riffs were flowing like like wine. <laughs> and, and What the hell's coming out of your amp? <laughs> and instantly, my, my, my father, who, of course, was there, and, and my buddy James said, oh, okay. Like, mm-hmm. we all kind of knew right away that I was, I was trying the other amps out. And they they sounded good, but it didn't sound. I was like trying to find my way, and then instantly there it was. Yeah. And you know, I have a five watt uh, Benson, which has a six v six in it, and I love that amp. And I play my Carmen, and I don't. I, I I think it sounds good, but I think it's like it's a little work to get it to where it works for me. Mm-hmm. And then this one, I wanted something with more watts so I could play live. Thanks, Dad. And when we do those underdog shows, and I put the band together where we're just doing Judas Priest covers. It'll sound really good with a tweet app. So, yeah, it's, like, uh, it's my interpretation well, we have, of Judas Priest. We have that back there too. If we need no, but see, heat. that's the idea. Is, is that you know, I put put some stuff on it. I want to do Judas Priest covers that sound like me playing them. Okay, not yeah. rec- recreating their amps. But the idea ultimately is that like, when is it going to sound like me? And I wanted more more wattage but yeah. i really loved the multi-watt setup on that thing so i put it at two watts and i cranked the master and i cranked the gain and i was like this is this is this is dripping yeah and i really enjoyed it well good so there you go i, I played gotta... that amp and i didn't like it so yeah, but it's fine. not the way you play at all i mean i like tweed stuff yeah but i i think i i have i've moved away from stuff that is is pretty saggy yeah and that i think that has even even my Oh, it's not in here anymore. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The, the Ampeg that I got that is um, basically a brown, brown. panel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I took out the, the tube rectifier because it just sagged too much. I, I put in a solid state rectifier, which I know a lot of peop- people would say. What was is, that? What was that? Boink. Oh, wow. That's weird. Hey. <laughs> all right. Um, but yes, I, I'm, I'm still uh, a card carrying member of SAG. So. Green Actors Guild. I'm on strike right now. Uh, yes. Ooh. Yeah. Well, let's see. Let's see. What do we? What time? We'll probably it? do one more. I like one this, or two more. I like uh, which question? Oh, this one. I like this question. Oh yeah. Best looking pedal, one that we make, and uh, one that somebody else makes. Mm-hmm. Zach. So, uh, the Oracle. I think. Bam. I think not only because I I love the way it looks, but because it kind of set the standard for what Mythos. Yes, was going to look like absolutely, and I, I, I just like it. I don't know. There's there's a part of me that wishes it had some iconography on the face of it, some sort of image. I like the simplicity logo. of it. Um, I really do. I, and I, I like. I I'm, like thir- all of I'm a thirteen forty seven man. Oh yeah, yeah. The thirteen forty seven is pretty. I sick think that's too. my favorite. Um, we got one right here. Yeah, uh, so conveniently, those, those that's watching. my favorite. Our our exclusive with uh, Mass Street Music mm-hmm. in Kansas. The coolest thing about this finish is that it it is a wrinkle uh, sort of hammer tone blue, but then on the top, it has a iridescent Ooh. top coat 
It's called yeah. Kraken. Is the name of the power. Release cup. the Kraken. And it uh, it just it just looks the it looks moment beautiful. moment mm. we we I showed everyone the art. Everyone was like, oh okay. And oh. then when it showed up, everyone thought, oh, oh. okay. Because that's that's something we were talking to, you were talking about with the Idris seeing it in two D, um, and then actually seeing. But it. The, yeah, there's something weird. Uh, it, like everything looks okay, flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the moment you actually get something. And you see it in three dimensions, yeah. and yeah. then you know the fact that the the pedal is shiny and the print is matte. Yeah, it just it 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 all comes together, but but all the pedals that are in that config this sort of um, that size orientation. Box. Yeah, yeah, I love really yeah. like I and really uh, yeah. the chorus is of course is going to be yeah. It has it has a, an aesthetic choice yeah. on it that I think is one of the coolest things. That you were so excited when you showed that to me. <laughs> you were so excited. I'm so excited about it. It's you fell so... back in love with the chorus at that moment. No, I, no, it's you, just you, so you like, silly. Yeah. yeah, but I found this thing that that is it, it's a seemingly innocuous part. Mm. But when I put it on there and 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 showed the guys, they were. Oh, neat. Oh, that's cool. So, are we going to open cans? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got to open the can. A stereo. Yeah. You ready? All right, you ready? Time to get that Liquid Death sponsorship. Oh, yeah. Here we go. We drink Liquid Death around here. I started getting it for home use as well. <laughs> Pour it on my house plants. <laughs> <laughs> All and the we, home uses I have. Liquid my, death. If anybody knows anybody over there, hook us up. Man, I like the ar- armless Palmer. Armless Palmer is perfect. I get the severed lime. It's a little bit more expensive, but you know, I don't yeah. drink. I don't drink alcohol, so it's like I can I can buy those and feel good about that. I always That's feel my, bad. It's my special drink. <laughs> it's, 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 special, my it's daddy's special drink. <clears throat> I always feel bad when people are in town. Like, hey, let's go get a drink. I'm like, ah, I don't really want to do. I don't yeah. drink. And then, I, and then yeah. I feel weird about it, but may, I shouldn't. You but. shouldn't feel weird about it. I'll get a cocktail if I go out to a nice dinner, mm-hmm. which is going to be a, you know a few hours. Like yeah, not you Chipotle. Get like one a year. I, when I go out to a fancy <laughs> dinner, when I go out to a Sean Brock establishment, mm-hmm. one of those things, um, because that feels a little bit part of like a a, a palette that you're going to do that night mm-hmm. of a lot of different flavors, and then also like. I can enjoy it, and I'm going to be eating a lot, and it's going to be a long night, so I'm not going to get. I don't really like being drunk at all. So. It all hurts me. Yeah, so it's, I just kind of just gave it up, you know. Yeah, I I, it just didn't. It just it didn't happen. I didn't make that decision. I just stopped. I, I occasionally I think I'll have a beer, and then I, if yeah. I get one, I'm like, oh, I shouldn't have got that. Yeah, once mistake. in a while, once in a while. But yeah, I just don't. Just yeah. very. But anyway, rare. yeah, Liquid Death, Armless Palmer. So that's mine. that's our the vice. Tea. That's our vice is spending two dollars for. Uh, for water you know what it's good <laughs> it's terrific i really i really like it i feel uh, i feel better about the tea yeah you know because i like Lacroix a lot um so like you're oh yeah and, and one thing okay my only my only oh, gripe oh, oh i'm fine with this having sugar in it you don't like that the severed lime i wish the they didn't have melon? any sugar not because they don't taste good but because i like I like to brush my teeth mm-hmm. and then w- watch TV late at night. And brushing my teeth de- deters me. me from having a snack because yeah. I'm like, I don't want to brush my teeth again. Yeah. And but if I drink those, there's no sugar in it. I don't there feel so bad. Ah. So I, don't know. I can just get their their bubbly water, just their sparkling. It's good. Hook it's us good. up. All right. Uh, well, what the oh, best and look, the pedal that that from another manufacturer, oh, the Klon, the Klon. Well, I mean, classic it, OG Klon. Which color? OG Klon. The silver. Uh, silver. Yeah, there's something about it, and that, if that if that doesn't count because it is well, no longer in production, yeah, name a contemporary. Mm. 
So you like? I don't know. You go. I'll think. I like uh, the Meteore from Caroline, specifically the uh, the French subway or Paris subway edition that they did for Chicago Music Exchange back in the day. Uh-huh. It took. I remember really loving it, and then I finally got one a couple years ago, and I think it's very handsome. I know. I, know. I really like that one. I know what I would pick for a new production. Pedal. What? Uh, the new Roland Boss uh, delay pedals, like the Space Echo. Those are the, really cool. The, the 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 enclosure and everything. The little the uh, plates around the foot switches. It's just like you can tell they hired or have a designer that got the assignment. Mm-hmm. They said, yeah, yeah. "Here's an original Space Echo. Yeah. We want to put it in this size box, uh-huh. and we want it to look." cool as shit and someone said gotcha got you. i got you baby but you know yeah they're japanese they're so smart <laughs> you heard it here <laughs> they, folks. they just get all that japanese stuff. are smart thanks thanks zach yeah uh there's a question on here about me wanting oh the tom okay. DeLong yeah, let's signature end strat. With that. yes are you gonna buy a tom DeLong signature strat you would have gotten it already right uh, or did you order one and not tell us no i didn't buy one <clears throat> i want one really bad what color blue or blue, blue. blue. Blue or maybe green, yeah. uh, because that that to me because it was it was after or mm-hmm. after your time Blink One Eight Two, but it was prime time for me. Yeah, I was already a man, so I didn't really get into Blink. Yeah. I was too busy listening. They're to, probably like the same age as you, or older than you, <laughs> and Lip Biscuit and the uh, System of a Down. Well, I mean, all like when the uh, Enema of the State came out, I was like, oh, cool, because I was into pop punk. But then, and I enjoyed that, but I really like Dude Ranch and some of the early stuff. I like Cheshire yeah. Cat and all the stuff that's like really shitty. Like the recordings are really shitty. That makes it great. Have you ever listened to any of those? No. Oh, I should play I've them never put on a Blink-182 record ever. Well, we'll Not have once. to listen to one, no skips. But <laughs> the, it, it is, uh, I, I like the fact that you can tell these are just a yeah. bunch of friends mm-hmm. making music. But Dude Ranch um, is good. just an iconic uh quintessential pop punk what do record. you think of the cosmic uh coincidence that we found out aliens are real the same week the tom DeLong signature strat came out i i think he uh knew all along and and, and it, <laughs> it just it all makes sense but i really i would love to have one i just don't it, it's a lot of it's it's not, it's not even it's not that much money yeah i mean i know what it is to a lot of people but in the grand scheme of like guitars a 1200 1300 guitar it's pretty normal now. Yeah, that's a good price. Yeah. And I I just have a hard time justifying that um, for a single pickup guitar. And I know, you know, that's the, that's Tom's whole shtick. Yep. I, I've seen Blink a few times, like, back in the day. Uh, it was quite the show. Mm-hmm. The first time I went, I couldn't drive, so my mom took me, and she was there with me. Yeah. They had a huge fuck that lit up in fire, and she just laughed, which I yeah. was like, okay, my mom's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, it, I, 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 I don't know. I really want it, but I think I scratched the itch for the, with the childhood dream of getting the Kirk, the, Hammett, the guitar. Kirk Hammett guitar, which yeah. admittedly can do those pickups rip. Yeah, so, so they can play all that stuff if you it, need to. Yeah. And, and I don't know. I, I would love to see you do some blink covers with the Kirk Hammett guitar. I can, that would be really fun. I can. I. I remember what a juxtaposition. It's all just power chords, and it sounds good. <laughs> it's yeah, really, good tones, man. Really straightforward. There you go. But uh, so let's there say you go. The, the big push. 
Oh wait, no. The what was the last thing we do? The big push is the That's main the top. topic. Now we got to push some. We're gonna tease something. We're gonna big tease. That's big it. tease. Yes, All we right. did get a question. Can y'all actually push a pedal? I think we did a little bit today, right? Well, I think we can push. We can push one thing that okay. will be coming out same day. Same day. Yes. Uh, we'll have to time out. We could say it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah. It's come out early. It's a new exclusive for Mass Street Music. That's right. We yeah. uh, Brian said, "Hey, we love the AU seventy nine. It's done really well. Mm-hmm. Wanted to stay with the periodic table." Uh, germanium okay is an element it is um can we do a germanium mjolnir oh and i said sure what color and he said i'm thinking silver and i said how about raw aluminum just clear coated and so we did that it has the ox Mm -hmm. blood print um that matches the knobs it has the germanium symbol and their atomic weight and all the stuff that i can't remember because it's been a long time since i've had a science class but that symbol on there and it, it it is it's very sharp. There's something about the the mat. It's called Casper Clear. It looks beautiful. It yeah. It just you look at it, and even though it just it's just a cleared aluminum mm-hmm. box, it it just really looks nice. It's one where I think people you got to get this thing in your hands. Y- y- yeah, once looks, you see it, I you know you remember you mocking it up, and I was like, I look again, it looks cool. And mm-hmm. then once they showed up, I was like, damn, yeah. that's handsome. It it's, it's very handsome. I've used that that color combination before in the past, and I always loved it. Because mm. I've done the same thing doing silver with that print. It's like, it's okay, but there's something about the aluminum and just yeah. the rawness of it. But the, the matte, it feels it feels soft, mm-hmm. and it doesn't, there's no fingerprints, which is <laughs> yeah. makes me yeah, sad. Yeah. But it, it just looks really nice. So I, I'm, I think it's going to be around the same price point as the Joey Landreth Mjolnir. Okay. Uh, I'm actually not entirely sure because it's, it's a bit up to... Well, uh, Mass Street to yeah. price these things. Yep. But uh, it'll be on MassStreetMusic.com. You can go check it out. Uh, give them a call. Call Brian or yeah. any of the great guys there. We did not make a ton of these. No. So the, uh, I hope they're a hit and we'll do it again. Yeah. we're yeah. from Moving on with all these things, they're going to be small batches. Mm. And then we are not going to commit to big numbers unless the community at large is it's absolutely demanding it. Or, or we... We're just going to make it a normal part of the line. I think there's a misconception with a lot of initial yeah. product releases uh, that people say, oh, 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 you know, do I have to get this one or is there going to be any more? But mm-hmm. unless we explicitly state this is a limited or an exclusive yeah. run, yeah. then just assume there will be more forever, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. yeah, go check it out. I'm I'm really happy with the look and they, we used a very specific... Uh, Russian diode in them Ooh. that looks really cool, Ooh. Uh, but it sounds really good. Ultimately, it's 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 That's right. What's important. Yes. It's right in the range of where a Klon diode should be, mm-hmm. and no charge pump. So this one actually works a little better as an overdrive. I'm really really happy with it. And all the guys have tried it, and they everyone seems to agree that that the the Joey's were a big hit sonically. Yes, even Joey said there's something different about these. I, I'm really happy with it because he hadn't had a chance to try one. Yeah. They're just busy and they're selling them. He's, you know, got yeah. his pedal board that's bolted together. And he, he he checked one out finally and he said, this one is really good. So it's the same sort of topology just with a different diode pair. There so, you go. Yeah. Check it out. All right. Well, what do you think? Should we get out of here? It's getting hot and I'm hungry. Yeah. Let's yeah. eat something. Yeah. Taco Bell. Oh. All right. Bye. <laughs> Ciao.